To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. And so, you know, one of the ways that market ideology structures medicine is a concept known as managed care, which is really, again, why we're focusing on it today. So it's really just... To put it most simply, like managed care is, um, or a managed care model is a framework for healthcare delivery or medical care delivery that basically tries to control costs and improve efficiency. And those are the two main goals. Mm And the way that that's done is by really tightly managing medical services um, through very meticulous risk analysis, by employing explicit rationing that is justified by, again, so-called evidence-based guidelines. And then the sort of third component is in these kind of like, you know, prepayment schemes, right? Where you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, we've got, you know, this set group of doctors and we've agreed on this price with them. And so these are the doctors that you can use. If you don't use those doctors, we don't pay for your care. So it's sort of Mm -hmm. like how the, the sort of segmenting is then structured. So broadly, you know, like the case for abolishing managed care is really the case for abolishing the commodification of healthcare and like health capitalism, you know, and I think this is, really important because, you know, when we're scrutinizing like how managed care models were like introduced and then subsequently ingrained in the American political consciousness, you know, the problem that was being discussed at the time was the sort of high costs of healthcare and what that sort of meant for really just like the sort of survival of the American economy. But really, ultimately, it was I think an important moment, you know, managed care starts to emerge, you know, in the sort of 60s, 50s. It's really sort of first formalized in 1973. Congress passes the Health Maintenance Organization Act and HMOs, also known as health maintenance organizations, which is sort of universally hated in American (laughs) culture, right? Like these are the Mm -hmm. first managed care products that hit the market. And so managed care itself is really kind of a rebrand of HMOs. Um, And it's about taking the logic of HMOs and sort of expanding it to all insurance products. And you know, I love the way that you you sort of the first thing that you brought in, Jules, because when I started sort of digging into these early years, you know, what's going on around managed care models, you know, in the years before the Health Maintenance Organization Act, you know, it's it's hard to see how insurance companies were not getting some inspiration from some of the gatekeeping methods that were specifically going <laughs> on. Um, around the formalization of like what trans care is, which doctors have authority over that care, and sort of who deserves care. And these were conversations that were happening very closely and very tightly with insurance companies. These were things that were on the mind of insurance companies, you know, in the 1950s and Mm. during the rise of managed care. So I think, you know, there are so many deeper connections here that we can only sort of guess at and and look at the, you know, interplay and reflections there because it's not like we know for sure that there is some like direct link between models of gatekeeping trans care and the idea for managed care, but there are shared logics that permeate both of these different ideas about, you know, who deserves care and how to provision and ration it. Yeah. Well, I think I I have, I have a hunch (laughs) about what the connection is. And it's a good, it's an evergreen death panel connection. It also calls back to an episode we did recently about the uh, Americans with Disabilities Act. I think the connection is welfare reform. Um, And it's worth seeing this because 
So when Medicaid is passed in 1965 under the Johnson administration, Medicaid is understood to be a welfare program. It's different than Medicare. Um, Medicare, you know, like Social Security is a program people have to pay into, and it has this sort of, I mean, it is a welfare program too, but Medicaid was understood much more um, at the time as a, in the genre of redistributive welfare, such as it existed at all in the United States briefly <laughs> in the mid-1960s. And so immediately after Medicaid is passed, you know, there are calls for welfare reform. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there had been calls for welfare reform, you know, since the, the beginning of the New Deal in the 30s. But the, the fear of cost overruns was always tied to the fear and the moralization around dependency, that people who receive Mm -hmm. benefits uh, become diminished, become reliant on government. And obviously Medicaid um, immediately became subject to that. And so, you know, who, who listeners, our good friend, who's our good friend who's going to appear in this story? Of course, it's Ronald Reagan, um, which you were just alluding to be as governor of California. And California is sort of one of the, at the end of the 1960s, one of the first places to really try and take up this HMO model and move towards managed care, citing a fear, you know, over the runaway costs. And of course, to hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. You'll get access to this and the rest of our catalog of patron-only episodes. And be the first to get a new patron episode every Monday when it drops. With love, the Death Panel.